Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. We gather here today to pay tribute to another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11, but unlike Team Mariah, I can guarantee you we know more about our subject than those girls did. And joining me to break it all down is the cosplay queen herself, Megami. How are you? I am good. Um, so we just actually together rewatched the episode to like get all our notes because we didn't want to um, bomb like the Mariah girls, but where did you watch the episode last night? Uh, well, I was watching, I was working, w- doing my weekly Rue gig at Mom's in Hell's Kitchen. And that's not your mom's living room. Yes, no, it's not my mother's house in Staten Island. No one is going <laughs> over there. Uh, I don't even go over there. No, I work at Mom's. It's on 48th and 9th. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know where the hell I work. Uh, and we do a weekly Rue viewing party over there and... You know, come early so I can do shows and get paid because it's like AIDS are rough. <laughs> True. Um, and they have really, really, really good food. They do. Um, I'm a Jersey boy and they have Taylor ham, so I'm very happy whenever I go there because I just have to get me some Taylor ham. Yeah, you, to- you told me about that before and I'm like, I still have no idea what that is. <gasps> okay, so I think I'm going to come to one of the viewings soon and I'm getting Taylor ham and you're going to eat it. Okay, because I will never, done. I will never remember it unless you're there and you're like, <laughs> put this in your mouth, which is usually how my interactions with men go. So there you go. Well, I will be there soon. I was at the Chelsea Bell last night uh, watching with the Nicolonoscopy. Um, that was a fun evening because they had some technical issues. Ugh. It was like a Mariah performance, and of course, their technical issues came at the lip sync. So. I watched Lip Sync for the first time this afternoon with you. Oh, that's that's gr- I as a host of Rue, whenever there's like technical difficulties for the audio, it's kind of like I'm going to duck and cover because the crowd is grabbing pitchforks at every Correct. gay bar in New York City. It's true. Well, let's get into it. It's post-elimination. The girls walk in and see the novel that Kahana left on the mirror. Do we really care what it says? No. Well, Mercedes got to stay, but will she be able to turn it out? As Vanjie says, you can't struggle at everything. I I know. I wish I could just write that to so many girls in New York City, but... I mean, you can. <laughs> but I don't want to be the villain. You don't Much be... like Ariel Versace kind of slips into her. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> well, Nina thinks it should have been her challenge and feels that she's fading away. Can she stand out in this sea of stars? Find out soon. Foreshadowing. Um, Ariel is at least self-aware that she bombed, but is she more than a social media girl? Is she a performer? I, I mean, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <there you> go. <laughs> well, ne- it's the next get- day. The girls dance in the workroom, and Rue immediately comes in. We learn that the mini challenge for this week is to get into 15-minute quick drag again, and they must say whatever they can to get backstage to see the girl group seduction. Yeah. Are you a fan of seduction? I mean, no one's a fan of seduction. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Michelle Visage. Yeah, and you, and you know, like I, I, as someone who has seen me get into quick drag uh, mm-hmm. on stage, I feel like I would be great at that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna break down the mini challenge a little bit. We're not gonna go by go through everyone because some people just really yeah. sucked. 
starts off with Brooklyn, who plays Sue from North, Northern Canada, A. Um, she's there as, as part of her female hockey team, the Moose Knuckles. Mm, that was great. Cute, fun. Um, Plastic Tiara is just stunning in quick drag. Uh, what I, was that? Fuck her. Fuck her whole life. And, like, it takes me, like, two hours of, like, soldering and painting to, like, <laughs> even be, like, half a woman. And she throws on some chapstick and she's like, oh my god, I'm fish. And like, yeah, oh that was great. Um, Mercedes <laughs> is just dumb. Mm. She can't improv. She's not good at it. I do like her, uh, whatever line she, oh, the Merced, whatever. Mercedes? I don't even know what it was. It was, it was cute in the moment, but then it was But then the response. so bad. Yeah, it was not great. Well, um, Vanjie knows seduction songs, including seduction, seduct, and selectivity. Yeah, I mean, Vanjie, you just put a microphone in front of her and it's just gold. I, everything that comes out of her mouth is. What do you think a Vanjie podcast would be like? amazing yeah oh my god i don't even care if she's talking about like going to the dmv or something like i want to hear what she has to say about stuff yeah well akiria she was just angry during her bit i don't Not even fun. remember who akiria is and I oh think that's kind of a problem. yeah that is a problem well raja was just slapping her ass and it was just weird yeah, which I was like, okay, I guess that's a choice. I don't know how you won, but Truth. Right. Well, Ariel decided to be British when all she should have done was her jersey thing, and that probably would have won it because seduction, Michelle Visage, jersey. Yeah, that's like kind of Michelle, 90% of Michelle Vis- M- Mich- I can't say her name Michelle either. Michelle Visage's personality is New Jersey. Yeah, it, it was the right choice. She didn't make it, and that's why you did not win that one. Um, Evie, she wanted Michelle to sign her baby. Maybe. Um, did you also notice that she um, used a Sharpie to do her brows? I did not. Yeah. Uh, very much like Silky Ganache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that infamous uh, makeup video, which yeah. had every queen in the in America get. Yeah, that was something. Um, Nina West and those teeth were epic. Her character was everything, and this is what I've been waiting for from Nina. Yeah, it was cute. It was it was fun. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then Silky, well, she shakes, shakes her boobies and is probably the only one who actually tried opening that prop door. Yeah, I honestly, I thought Silky was going to win because yeah. I really... Could we, could we actually give Silky a third victory, though? I mean, out of all the ones that... I saw. I thought she did the best. Fair, she was fair. the funniest one. Even it, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, it's purely just she made her laugh. She made everyone laugh. I thought she did the best. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the winners of the challenge were Nina West and Raja O'Hara. They won fifteen hundred dollars to JJ Malibu. Have you ever shopped at JJ Malibu? Oh, I I'm poor. I wear like. Dollar Tree underwear. Dollar Tree underwear? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I shop at Rainbows because I'm a woman. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, so I don't understand how Raja won, but who cares? We learn that the main challenge is revealed to be a diva worship, as they must be in a she-evangelical talk show where they must talk about the diva of their choice. Keyword, their choice. Yes. Um, first, have you ever watched um, evangelical television talk shows? Oh, of course. I'm I'm a devout Christian woman, obviously. Of course. I, I believe in Donald Trump and Jesus Christ and that aura. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to pick a diva, who would your pick have been? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this last night, too. I feel like for me, I kind of automatically go for, like, Gaga, because like, yeah. that's who I know the most. 
Uh, but you, even, like, Madonna would have been a great choice to play right. off of how much I know about Gaga. Well, I mean, like, jumping ahead a little bit, like, Team Britney was able to use so many songs as puns. Yeah. Gaga, you can do the same thing. Madonna, you can do the same thing. Mariah really doesn't have that. She's I mean, she's she, you can... You just have to be good at comedy yeah. and good at well, writing. That's true. That's true. Uh, but do you think they were given any restrictions? Because if if they were like, "Oh my god, I want to do Miley," would they have said no? She was just here, or I I don't I don't feel like I feel like Miley is someone who you would have to struggle with to kind of get like, what are you going to be like a crackhead? Yeah. Uh, which bringing up crackhead, they should have done Whitney. True. Which the well, whole... <laughs> as we've learned, what was it last season that L- Whitney for Rue is just off limits. You can't do Whitney because the only way to make Whitney funny is, as they said, in her dark moments. Yeah. Um. So choices, people. Let's get to the teams. Nina's team is Silky, Evie, Vanjie, Brooklyn, Ariel, and Mercedes. Raja's team is Sugar, Scarlet, Plastique, Honey, and Akira. Um, this big moment again. Akira is not happy to be in the one of the last two picked because how dare she be in the bottom with Mercedes? Which honestly, I mean, have either one of them really stepped up and shown anything that's not like? I don't know. I mean, I thought Akira did great in the uh, challenge last week where she played um, the DMV girl. Um, but no, I mean, I'm still not sure that I'm understanding who Akira is. Yeah, it's very like you you you're pretty. You have mm-hmm. a nice closet so far. You're pageant queen. Uh and but what else? Yeah. What what makes you special? What makes yeah. you a character? Well, it's time to start rehearsing. Nina loves that it's an acting challenge cuz that's where you excel at this show. I mean, look at Latrice. No one remembers what she wore on the runway. And honestly, I mean, she's not, not wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's kind of like a loaded quest, a loaded statement with like Latrice specifically, yeah. especially watching like All Stars Four. It's true, like, true. Latrice loves her pageant gowns, and that's kind of that her, silhouette is her. It fits it's her. Her thing. She doesn't sense. She's she's happy how she is. Yeah, but Latrice is one hundred percent personality, and that's kind of why she does well in those yeah. challenges. Well. Team Nina, they decide on Britney Spears despite Silky picking Whitney, and we're going to talk all about that during Untucked. Um, Ariel wants to do the singing segment alongside Silky, and Silky is just not having it. She does not want to be paired with Ariel. Mercedes and Evie are picked to be the non-believers, and Mercedes doesn't know Britney, so Evie tries to give her some ideas and pointers like where she comes from, they do not have Britney Spears, just Spears. And Mercedes looks so fucking uncomfortable with this entire exchange. Yeah, I mean, Mercedes has been, like, uncomfortable the entire season so far. Yeah. And, like, this was just, like, uncomfortable to watch her be like, I don't know where I'm at right now. And, like, let's be real... Evie towed the line of un-PC a little bit um, when she was trying to do, like, a slight accent, but it was it was not the best look. Yeah. That being said, I know Evie has a good heart and she means well. I love She's Evie. She's just not the best at tactic. Yeah. <laughs> um, not at all. Well, over on Team Raja, they all throw out different divas, and they try to find a memeable diva. Uh, Whitney is suggested, but, as Akira says, that her big moments were from her darkest times. So they settle... On Mariah, despite no one knowing anything about her. What I don't understand is how, like, they all, both teams, like, ended on Whitney out of, like, all the gay icons you can possibly do. Like, Liza! 
I know. Speaking you could have done Liza. I did Liza. I know you did Liza. <laughs> well, Honey and Raja are the singers, and they are excited to do what they do best. <clears throat> um, when they throw out songs of Mariah's, they bring up emotions. And Raja starts singing Whitney's version of emotions instead of Mariah, and every single gay in the world cringed. Well, I mean, it's not even Whitney's version. It's just a completely different song. She started singing so emotional. Yeah. Which is, I was like, what? Like, you can't... That song is iconic on Drag Race. Yeah, both of them. Like, I mean, well, definitely so emotional, but like... Well, I mean, technically, emotions that lip sync was af- after they filmed, so they had didn't know about it yet. Yeah, because it was All Stars Four. But still, you should know the difference, especially if you are Raja being the team leader and saying you know things about Mariah. Yeah, that that should have been like the first red flag for the whole team of like, okay, the bitch who's and like- then even like I don't know if Scarlett was like, oh yeah, because she wanted to chime in and feel like she knew something, or if she actually thought the same thing. It was very, very bad. Um, well, Rue decides to come in. She visits Nina, Nina's team, and they discuss Tammy Faye Baker and the shows that come on when you accidentally leave your TV on. Um, Rue tells the girls that they have to find their own rhythm, and she tries to demonstrate, and she just, like, kind of rambles, and I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, that's kind of Rue's, like, whole shtick of being, like, that kind of, like, armchair psychiatrist mm-hmm. of like your inner saboteur and oh, all that God. kind of shit and, but it's like okay i mean you're saying some very generic nice platitudes yeah. um, okay go well, off i guess it was it was fine but over at mariah team mariah rue asks mariah facts and the teacher in her just sees that no one has done their homework and is that like teacher that gets angry and yeah. calls them all fucking out yeah which was like that should have been after the disaster of no one knowing anything, once Rue comes in and is like, y'all don't know shit, yeah. <laughs> she, they should have immediately, like, we need a new game plan, not, like, let's right. double down on the crap. And, like, I obviously, we don't know, like, what time of the rehearsal process that was. Like, have they been rehearsing for an hour, 15 minutes? Yeah. The entire day. So it's hard to be like, okay, let's regroup. But I just didn't see any hope for that team. They just didn't have any, a backup. Yeah. Aside from Whitney. Well, it's time to film with Ross and Team Britney is first and it is the Britain it's Britney Bitch Network, IBBN. Um, hosts Nina West and Brooklyn Heights are the hosts of the Gimme More Power Hour of Prayer. And already they won the challenge. Yeah, they as soon as Nina West like started going into her groove, it was like this is incredibly enjoyable. This is like I've been hearing a lot about Nina West, but I don't know her pers- like I don't know her personally. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know much about her history. But like everyone's been gooping, gagging yeah. over Nina since she got on the show, and I'm like, okay, now I can start seeing this is the Nina that everyone yeah. is rooting for. This is fucking great. Yeah, I mean, basically, Nina and Brooklyn like throw out every single Britney song reference, and it yields a lot of comedy gold. It was great. And then they throw out the Leave Britney Alone Foundation. Funny! Funny! Yeah. Um, but the amount of blush and blue eyeshadow on Nina in Brooklyn um, is outrageous. I mean, it's incredibly appropriate. Of, it's like, like Vanity was their inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Vanjie um, sounds like Cookie Monster as she introduces her two whores, Evie and Mercedes. 
Um, Evie is from the shithole in the Midwest, and the conversion includes scalping Evie bald and spraying her with stronger perfume. It was funny. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. They they were using on that team Britney's darkest moments, but they made it funny right. uh, in a way that's like, okay, like... It's not like uncomfortable. It, it right. this is actually this is actual comedy. Yeah, um, and then like I guess the perfume made her grow hair um, because then she like whips out her blonde hair and like just shakes like Britney. Yeah, I mean I don't know about you, but that's how it, it works for me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I think I, there there were a couple moments between Untucked and the episode that were like what I would call the line of the night. Um, but this one is going to go down in history. Thank you, Miss Vanjie. I just thank myself. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to use that all the time now. Yeah, that's the... the uh, I, I, I just I am obviously, like, I'm a New York bitch. I am Team New York uh, 100% all the way. But if Miss Vanjie were to win this season, I would not be mad at it. Because I just... I, I love her. My biggest <laughs> thing, and I've said it a couple times on the podcast before, is she, she had the room money. She was able to elevate these looks. That's true. Episode two, we she proved it. Episode three, not so much. We'll get to her runway, but she's got that money that like puts her at a slight advantage for everybody, which is why I would not like to see her win. But we'll see. I'm not mad at her yet. I have I haven't wanted to throw her off my TV. Well, it's time for Mercedes, and her jokes just do not land, and she's bad. Um, she yips and screams, and somehow reveals a new blonde uh, conversion hair, and it's just not good. She's lucky at the results. Yeah, I mean, I out of everyone, I feel like Mer- Mercedes did the weakest of the whole week, and mm-hmm. she's very lucky that the rest yeah. of her team knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Well, Ariel, her beat is extensive. It's very, very pink all over the place, um, and she's, it's very loud, just like Silky in general. Um, and Silky says she was once about Whitney and now she's about Britney. And the two of them, uh, turned this little light of mine into a Britney parody. And it was exactly what the sketch needed. And I thought Ariel and Silky did a great job. Yeah. I mean, for people who were like trying to rip each other's throat out at the beginning of the episode and last week, it was like, okay, you're doing great and you're knocking it out of the park. And this is a fun segment and the song works and it's very stupid and Britney. And mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Well, Team Mariah, save me from this train wreck. Oh, God. Can they convert the sheeps into lambs when you believe? That is the name of their network, because that's the only reference they apparently knew. Um, Scarlet's look is very southern with, like, a little Brooklyn twist. I wasn't mad at it. I liked her hair. Her hair was cute, yeah. It was cute. It was different. Um, Scarlet and Sugar are just slow, because they probably can't remember any facts and have simply no idea what an evangelical talk show sounds like. Yeah, that was, like, it was, like, fr- from, like, knowing Sugar Cane, I'm just, like, I want you to do so well. Yeah. And I'm, like, oh, God, this is so hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, there were references upon references to butterflies, and I think Asia O'Hara was freaking out. Yeah. Um, it's time for Plastique Tiara to be the converter, and oh, boy, was this something. Um, apparently, when you say the name Ariana Grande, you have to sound like a demon. Okay, I... Can you do it? Com- Can you do it? The, like... Ariana. Yeah. I am, like, I don't know. I, 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 everyone pr- apparently hated it, but I you, loved it. So you, the other, one of my other favorite lines of the episode was, as Honey says, that's not a good choice. Thank God she's pretty, though. I thought it was a great choice. I thought she pulled it off. It was, like, the funniest. Honestly, out of that whole team, I thought 
Plastique pulled it off. I thought it was funny. It was okay, weird fair, fair. and campy. And it was like, okay, at least this is something. It's a choice. Yeah. She made a choice. It's different. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of different, Akiria is an Ari stan and just wears A's. And she just needed a ponytail. Like, that would have sold it. Um, but I think her biggest tech dif- technical difficulty was calling the big box office flop that we know as Glitter. She called it Sparkle. Which is... Another Whitney reference, but they, they should have just told Whitney. And then she calls Ariana, 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 and there's a fucking flute of glitter sitting next to you, and you still call it sparkle? Fail. Uh, Fail all yeah, around. It was, it was a disaster. Oh my god, you know, I just realized now, so stupid, like, I was like, how did she have, like... Earrings with A's on them already. <laughs> uh, yeah, her name is Akira. There you oh, go. That makes sense. Well, um, <laughs> the music segment should have saved this scene, but Raja and Honey were literally on different pages. Like, I think their their lyric sheets were different. Yeah, I mean, speaking of pages, Honey had, like, a whole book in her hand. And yeah. still didn't know what the hell she was doing. And she's quick. She's She can talk. Like, yeah. I was shocked at her. Um, you couldn't even see Raja's face under that hat. And, I mean, that the hat, the look wasn't even that, like, it was church lady, so that worked at least, but yeah. it was more like, what's coming out of your mouth, what are you doing right now? None of that made any sense. Yeah. Well, Honey just, before they started singing, Honey just kept going on and on and rambling, and it was like, bad improv. And then um, Raja makes a Timmy Matolo, but she really meant Tommy Matola. Yeah. It was, everything was bad. Um, so one sweet day, not at all. Raja thinks Honey's notes are bending. Scarlet knows they're both off. And they should have both been touching their ears and saying they were having technical difficulties. And honestly, that could have saved it all. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, Mariah's whole thing now is whenever she sings live for real, it's a disaster. So it could have actually worked if that was the joke they were Correct. going for. But they were actually doing it straight. And it's like, n- n- no, you should have made it into the, worked it into the bit that it was a disaster. Yeah, not good, not good. Well, it is elimination day, and Sugar knows her team is in deep trouble. Um, Honey is having a milk moment where she thinks she slayed it, but nope, she did not. Um, and then we get something that I think is going to be an interesting plot line to discuss for a while. Brooklyn and Vanjie kiss. What's going on Was that there? in this episode? It was. I don't yeah. even know what I was watching. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they kiss. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, there must be a lot of extra footage because we know these ladies are not allowed to fraternize the hotel. So what's been going on? What? Like, I'm, I'm curious. You know, the show's been going on for, like, over ten years now, and I'm surprised they've never had anything like this before. I mean, the closest we ever had was Jinx and Ivy. Ish, I, I right, and that was just like a crush on Ivy. Yeah, which I'm like, if you're like sequestered for months and you're just in this room with a bunch of other like gay men, and like, how have they not had like, okay, we're gonna go behind the clothing rack and just fuck for like, yeah, two well, minutes? I mean, because it's a public space, I don't think you can do that. Um, <laughs> are there any queens you'd kai kai with? Like on the show. On the show in New York, whatever you want, you answer how you want. Uh, <laughs> I mean that's, that's so broad of a fucking category. You know what? I do have a list 
of queens that I know want to fuck me. Oh, are we calling anyone out? <laughs> no, we're not. No, no we're not. <laughs> that will be the discussion out there. Well, um, Ariel with the shaving cream face and the purple brows is a mood. I hope that picture exists. Um, Mercedes, now we're going to get some serious moment that's, again, uncomfortable. Mercedes yes. says she's never been to church as she's Muslim. Akiria thought Muslims go to church and then decides to call it a mausoleum when, in fact, it is a mosque. Which is like, you know what? If you don't know these things, all mm-hmm. right. It's like you're getting educated. Right. Talk about it. it. And it's very important, especially uh, what happened in the news after the episode, I guess, aired. Yeah. Um, in New Zealand and the shootings of the two mosques. So it's it's an important conversation to, to know other cultures and other religions. Like, this is something... We all should learn. Yeah, and as, like, the first Muslim queen on the show, it's kind of like, this is a thing that you mm-hmm. can talk this about. Your, this is your platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's... When Silky then asks um, how they worship Allah, Mercedes just gets very uncomfortable and walks away. And between Silky, Akiri, and then Vanjie who walked in, they just don't understand why she retreated. And this is why I'm frustrated with Mercedes, because I know there is a lot more in her. But she is literally camera shy. Yeah, I mean, she's just like been awkward and shy the entire time, and it's like that's not. This is not the time to be like figuring out your personality and who you are and what you want to say. It's like you need to go in guns blazing. Yeah, uh, and you're fumbling an opportunity to really show people like this is what's unique about me and what I have to say about the world and what I represent. And she like doesn't even want to talk to like behind the camera about no. it. Well, I, I, I said that maybe you can't have sex on set because that's, like, public indecency, but let's talk about Evie and her paint job. <laughs> yeah, um, completely the opposite. <laughs> she is painting her entire body pink. Vanjie sees her anteater, and... So we know she's uncut. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and Evie says it's going to get explicit, and do you think she actually threw out her sponges, or do you think she got pink eye? Um... I don't know. Some of those sponges are expensive, girl. I just wash it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Well, now we know. It's like if I'm money. gonna if I'm gonna spend like a good fifteen dollars on like a nice sponge, like or even more because some of these sponges are fucking expensive. Well, go to, go to Ricky's um, on Steinway. They're closing, um, but at the beginning of April, everything's like fifty percent off. Yeah, may Ricky's rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I thought this was a very funny, interesting moment for Evie to just like. Let loose and yeah. be like, I don't fucking care. I'm doing me. Which, like, great for I am, like, have been falling in love with Evie ever since the first episode. I didn't know anything about her, and she is such, like, a breath of fresh air on this show. Absolutely. But what I didn't understand is, like, why did you need to, like, paint your balls and your asshole pink? Know. Like, because most of your body wasn't even shown under that. Right. So that's my question. Was she wearing, like, a panty or... Do you think she just didn't have a pansy of that color? So she was like, I'm just going, I'm going bare. I, I I can't imagine, like, if you're getting ready before the show, putting this look together, that you're like, I, I can't find pink panties anywhere. Like, you can, uh, you... You want to paint your legs? Cool, your arms. But it's like, this was, this was kind of like... It was a choice. You're going for your silky moment, girl, and you mm-hmm. got it, because everyone was paying attention. 
Well, it's time for the runway, and I always now like to include this segment, including uh, talking about Rue's look. It's fine. Yeah. But the dress, for me, just looked like it didn't fit. Yeah, the draping was kind of weird around the hips, so Mm -hmm. it, like, added kind of a sagginess to it. Uh, I kind of miss, like, after All Stars 4, Rue with all her really short dresses yeah. showing her legs. And I was like, she it looks... too cold in the studio for her. <laughs> um, speaking of um, icy blue baby blues, um, Troy Sivan, I'm sorry, he's beautiful. Meh. I'm in love with him. I don't get it. I would do the worst things to him. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my god, he is beautiful, but... That's another podcast. Yeah. It's time for the Fringe Runway, and in honor of the main challenge, we are going to play When You Believe or Gimme More. So if you liked it, it's a When You Believe. If you didn't like it, Gimme More. Oh, I thought it would have been the other way around. Like, oh, I like it. I want to see more. No, no, I want (laughs) more out of it. Um... So yeah, this is going to be fun. We'll see if you and I are on the same page, because I have a feeling we're not going to be, and I love that. Maybe. So, let's start with Honey Davenport. I loved it so much. Um, It is inspired by the Angel Down music video from Lady Gaga, um, and it is also in honor of everyone she's lost to gun violence. And I would like to just say, keep that in mind, listeners, um, for an announcement coming out soon. I loved it. It was great for me. I thought it was alright. I wasn't, like, um, super gagged by it. Like, it was acceptable. For me, it was like, I thought it was a really different, unique interpretation of Fringe. I, for me, it was more like, I liked seeing Honey in something different that I don't normally see her in. Um, and it was a cool look. It, like, was... By Pirata Victory, another mm-hmm. New York drag queen, and uh, who makes a lot of looks for Rue girls. And I, and I have to give girls. a little shout out to Nicole Noskby who cut out a lot of those strips for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a cute look. I didn't I didn't hate it. I was just like, I don't know. I guess for me, it was like the middle part. There was just like you wanted more. A lot of black. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. It was all black. Yeah, for me, when you believe, I liked it. I'm kind of like, I don't know what would be like in the middle. I guess when you believe is kind of like Mariah and Whitney. So <laughs> there <that>. you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Scarlet Envy. I love this white look. Um, for me, she can shake it out. The hair is sickening. I love the style of like how it was constructed. Um, and I think it was a very classic fringe for her. And it, it worked. Yeah, I mean, I it she looked great. I... For me, I was kind of like, well, they're going to read someone like Raja for wearing just kind of like a jumpsuit with mm-hmm. fringe on it. Why don't they... Well, obviously, because... No, they, they were on the bottom. But, like, why would you not read Scarlet for that, too? Because it's just, like, the same thing in white. Okay. I feel like there was a little more to it. I mean, Yeah, there was more structure. It was, a, like, a corseted bodysuit. Yeah, and, with... I, and the nails also had the fringe on yeah. it. So, there, there so there's more good detail. stuff there. Yeah. I, I just thought it was just, like, it's it's a, a, an okay look. Do you think maybe it was the elevation of the hair and the makeup that made it more of, less of a bar look and more of a runway look? Uh... Yeah, I can see that. Like her, her hair and makeup, and the way it was styled and everything, that would it elevated it, it was more. Complete. Whereas like Raja was wearing a shake and go. Yeah, 
The the wig was awful. Yeah, we'll get to her. But for me, when you believe, I wasn't fan of. I was a big fan of it. Yeah, Sugar Cane. For me, it was fine. I what? I, okay, so oh this my is god, my issue. <laughs> I was. It was the beat. It made her look older than I've ever seen her before. But the beat was supposed to be kind of like. It it was rough. I didn't think it was. I thought it was like like from the below face the da- black, from the nose down. Yeah, it was. It was a little patchy. Mm. Um, but I love that she paid homage to her heritage, and I think um, it was a smart concept and a good take on Fringe. I thought it was fucking stunning. Okay, like the jacket into that, like the the outfit was beautiful. Which, like, shout out to Florence Dilly because. Mm-hmm. Girl, that was one. It's one of my favorite things any girl has ever worn on a runway. I thought okay. it was the color palette, like uh, the turquoise, the turquoise. Uh, neckline. I don't know her. <laughs> uh, I thought it was gorgeous. I maybe was... what my big hang up was like is we we saw it so many times during like the trailer and stuff, mm. and I immediately just got. Alexis Michelle vibes. I was like, oh no, oh no, danger, we don't like doing this on the runway. Oh, I didn't... Oh, you're comparing this gorgeous thing that Sugar Cane was No, it was wearing. elevated version of it. I, oh my god, I... I'm still like in, in gagged by it and okay, enraged okay. by your... Oh, like... That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> so, for, me, for me, it was a gimme more. I will say it's like, give me more and that I want to see more of it. Yeah, like, okay, all right. So it's when you believe, I guess. I, I loved it. Yeah. Next up, Plastic Tiara. Um, it's a very classic silhouette. Um, I love the gray pony. Finally, someone's doing the gray pony for Ari. Yeah. Um, it's definitely fringe to the extreme. Um, it was great, but it was forgettable. Yeah, I was like, it's... For her, I was thinking like... Um, it's nice, and that kind of like uh, into the woods way. It's like it's not good, it's not bad, it's just nice. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, she's not. She's a look queen. She gave us a look. Is it going to be one of her top tier looks? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but again, she achieved the challenge for me. When you believe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of her outfit was like one of those like, in terms of what most normal drag queens wear for their gigs. Obviously, this is a gorgeous, stunning, mm-hmm. bejeweled thing that is completely elevated. But for, like, this, it was like, it's all right. It, yeah. It's just all right. <laughs> Next, we had Akiria. Um, in concept, I'm really absolutely here for it. I think the colors were right. Um, I'm all about that headpiece. It definitely had that Eastern um, Asian inspired uh, look, but it was like putting it on her. It was like what Beyonce would look like if she wore that. Yeah. Like I, I definitely, like I wrote down, it's like, it reminds me of like the Thai dancers. Right. In Thailand. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so like, I loved it from like the boobs up. I just, I like didn't care for the bottom piece. I thought it was just like a afterthought. Like everything, all the focus was like, bust up which is like you know what it's something it's it was a great headpiece yeah absolutely for me i believed in it when when you believe for me yeah i'm i don't know i'm just like this whole runway was just kind of meh meh yeah no everybody i I get that well speaking of meh but actually worse raja o'hara um this was basic bar drag um this is not drag race material get off my tv yeah, like if that's basic bar drag, God, I have a lot, a long way to go. Like that fucking wig. The wig was 
awful. Like, uh, you, you should have thrown something else on your head. I thought the, the like, the... No, don't say that, because then you get Mercedes' look. Oh, God. <laughs> the lampshade. I mean, in her defense, as someone said last night at the viewing party I was at, at least she wore bangs on a fringe runway. Because Mercedes or no, 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 Raja? Raja. Oh, okay. Because at least you have, like, the bangs and looks like fringe. Yeah. But it was just, it was bad. I don't think it was bad. It was just, ex- it was just okay. This That's is, th- like, the dance costume you bring. This is not the runway costume. Yeah, I mean... Give me more. I want more from her. Yeah, give me, give me more. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't, it was just okay. Um, and Nina West looked like she was a dog mixed with Thorgy Thor. I threw Thorgy Thor too. And honestly, I'm a fan <laughs> of it. I was uh, like, it was campy and fun, and that's what Nina West is. Yeah, no, I I really liked it. It was it was really really cool, and I think this look. You could debate other people could have won the challenge. This is the look that helped her win the night. Because other people did not do as well as she did. Yeah, I, I I I agree with that. Like the the look definitely sealed the deal for her. Um, even though she wasn't the best, my favorite look on the team, but it was a good look. Yeah, for me, when you believe. Yes, same. Brooklyn Heights. Okay, for me, this did not read fringe at all. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't see. Did it. she look stunning? Yes. Did she succeed at the challenge? No. Um. I like this like hippie uh, flower power feel from her. She looked stunning, but I needed the challenge and I needed give me more. Yeah, I mean like if you're gonna do like a uh, kind of like 60s, 70s hippie thing, like there's a lot of like fringe in that too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like like flower tails, right? Give us like the uh, the jacket with the fringe and then take yeah. it off to reveal this or something. Yeah, there is definitely a missed maybe, opportunity. Maybe this is your chance to be political or tell, tell us a story. Give us a prop. Let, let, let's let's see your your hair sign. Come on, give us something. Yeah, like she could have had like a protest sign yeah. and had like a fringe denim jacket or yeah. something on it. It was just like, it's pretty. It's okay. It was fine. Vanjie. It's just fine. Vanjie. Okay. Again, Vanjie. this is too basic for a runway look, especially for her. Yeah, that's the same kind of... This was like a step above Raja. Yeah, I I thought her hair saved it. Absolutely. Which was but, like... you know, it almost killed it yet again. I do not understand her obsession with this gold chest glitter. I think it's to cover the tattoo. Then get fucking foundation and cover the tattoo. Uh, and it's kind of like her thing. I, I don't know. I don't mind the, the glitter. I was more like... I just wish she had done more with the outfit. Yeah. For me, the glitter, it just doesn't sit right. It's just like, blop... And then doesn't continue all the way out or on. Like, it, not not great for me. Um, yeah, I think any drag queen could wear this. Give me more. Yeah, give me... Well, give me that dress, but then give me more, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Evie Oddly, I'm sorry, she is the winner of the runway. Absolutely. I, Jelly Fringe Couture. Sting me. I'm obsessed. As soon as she came out with the fucking umbrella, not even revealing the rest of April, her costume, carry on. I was like, oh, April Carry On wish. <laughs> but... She she definitely was my absolute favorite in the runway. Uh, I that's something that I'm like okay now how do I steal that shit and make a costume? Out yeah, of that? <laughs> no, th- this is how you put your spin on these challenges. And Evie is not necessarily, in my opinion, getting full credit. Yes, she did win last week, but she is not getting full credit for the brilliance that she's bringing. And I think it's because maybe the judges don't 
understand her as much as they should be. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's definitely, like, something that we haven't seen on Drag Race in a long time. And I'm I'm glad that they've given her this opportunity, and I hope that she continues to mm-hmm. go forth and slay the whole competition. Because, yeah. uh, she's definitely a unique person. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I when I believed, when you believe. Yes, I would love her to make it toward, toward to the end, too. Yeah. Well, next is Mercedes, and this is just sad. Um... It's bar, but that hat is just simply embarrassing. I don't even think that's bar. I think that's kind of like, oh, it's Halloween. Okay, Halloween. I'm gonna I dress mean, up as a drag queen. Sure. Yeah. It was. It was. It was sad. It was really sad. Yeah. It was. She. She. Even the way she walked down the runway, she knew that this was not good. Which, you know what, good for her for being in the fucking good team, because... Yeah, no, she would have been gone. That she, saved... That... It completely saved her this week, that the rest of her team... Like, like Vanjie said, they were the Beyonce and the Kelly, and she was the Michelle, and mm-hmm. they brought her ass up. When Jesus say yes, they... Jesus said no to Mercedes, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Ariel... Like Brooklyn, in my opinion, this was not the challenge. It's a fantastic look. Wear it at a meet and greet. I love it. I'm here for it. But this was not what the challenge called for. You're literally wearing paillettes. They're not fringe. I, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't care for it either. I just, from seeing Ariel on, like, social media, this is kind of like her Ariel 101 look. It's nothing that is like. I really think we need to start retiring the paillettes on this show. Everybody has worn it. It, it, you can't do anything new with it. Yeah, I mean, granted, like, this is... I won't even say, like, this is a new way to wear it. It's, it was it's just, not. like, a, a top and a panty. Yeah. Uh, booty shorts. I mean, it was cute. It's cute. Like, I would... It'd be nice to wear to a bar. Yeah, it's... I mean, nice, she's, it's she's staying true look. to her. But I'm... I, I Give me more. I want to see what else you can do. I want to see you elevate... Ariel Versace to the next level. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them this week just went for the kind of... Uh, safe. This is safe. a this is a typical bar look. Everyone has a fringe thing in their closet, and they all kind of just, like, grabbed it. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's the case. Well, Silky is giving Cookie Monster realness. Um, I want her to wear something that showcases and fits her body better. Yeah. Again, look at Latrice. She's a great reference point. She doesn't cinch, but she lets the garment fit her. Yeah. This swallowed her. I think it was mostly because of the stupid reveal she had underneath it. Yes. That it's kind of like you're wearing a, a smock uh, over over what would have been like the, the real chunk right. of the look. I mean, yeah, when, once we saw it in Untucked, we saw that it was going to be just a basic bar look. So putting something else on top of it, I think, did help her a little bit. But I was just, I, I'm, give me more. Yeah. And I will say, actually, like, if you ever, if anyone listening has a time, uh, the first time, like, I was aware of Silky was, she was actually wearing this in a pageant she was doing for, like... It was Aretha Franklin, uh, Can't Turn Me Loose. And, like, it, dancing and doing what she was gonna do, it looks great yeah. on stage. It was a great stage look. But, like, here on just, like, a runway oh, I mean, when she's not in her in her groove dancing with a bunch of backup dancers and doing her whole pageant 
talent. It's like it's kind of meh. Yeah, I mean that's what fringe does. Fringe is that thing that you wear to uh, when you're a dancer to make you like showcase and shine and shimmy and like, yeah. Yeah. Not in a runway if you're not going to be able to do that. Well, it's the time for the judges' critiques, and it's Britney Bitch Network is the winning team, but it's Nina West that wins the night, and she wins thirty five hundred dollars to Isleen NYC, and I want that. Have are you have you seen their designs? Yeah, I'm also poor, so I make my own stuff. Fair. <laughs> well, go just message Sasha Valor and say, can I have you like your hand me downs? Honestly, I'd be like, we can be like bald twins. Yeah. <laughs> well. Team IBBN is all safe, putting the other team in complete danger. Let's talk about Scarlett. Troy thinks she loves um, her loves her glam look and thinks she looks stunning, and calls out the pacing of the scene uh, as her and um, Sugar just like needed to keep things moving. Over with Sugar, Guillermo loved um, that she paid homage to her heritage, but said her pacing needed to be scandal paced faster. Yeah. Like there's a scandal, fix it. Go yeah, faster. and and you see, it's it's a Latino thing, I guess. You know, we we appreciate you, sugar. We're here for you, girl. Your look was amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Scarlett and Sugar were kind of like you. It was true. They you, when you're hosting, you set the pace, and everything else falls in line after that. And it was kind of like a, the the judges were picked up on that immediately. Yeah. Plastique. Well, Ross thinks she was integral to the scene and didn't find a love for Mariah. Plastique decides to jump back in and say that she only found out about pop culture three years ago. And I maybe maybe this is a polarizing take, but this is not an excuse. You're a drag queen. Pop culture is the basis of drag, especially nowadays. Um, she then says that she came over when she was 11 and found out about Beyonce four years ago, so... Do you know how old she is? She's 15. (laughs) That's what I was like, I'm not sure... No, she's 21. Is she really? She's 21. Um, I was thinking a lot about this last night, too, actually, because, um... Like, she tweeted something, uh, Plastique tweeted something about it last night, of, like, how... When she came over, she didn't speak English, like, she lived with her grandmother, and, like, they were homophobic, so she didn't really have the same kind of childhood of, like, or experience knowing the people. And, like, I understand that, and it's, like, but I also see the other side of it being, like, yeah, you should do your homework and Mm -hmm. know who certain people are at a a baseline, at least. Uh, So I can understand both sides of it, and it's, like... I understand you had a different experience, but, like, you had a new... If you can know Beyonce yeah. in four years. Well, over with Akira, um, they call it Chandelier Couture. Uh, Troy wanted to see this when he was coming to Drag Race. And Ross just wanted more from the performance. Honey, Troy wanted to wear her outfit to brunch, and um, that is another choice. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my god, uh, a twink wants to wear drag queen clothes to brunch. <laughs> so original. Um, yeah, and Troy says musically they were just uninteresting. Raja, a leotard is not going is going to happen, and Michelle thinks she's w- just watered down. And Ross says the teamwork wasn't there. So 
Stink, stink, stunk. Rue asks who should take responsibility, and this is when Rue gets very, 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 very mad. You thought she got mad when she was talking about Mariah? She's mad now. Honey chimes in first and says she blames herself. Akira thinks that they all dropped the ball. The same goes with Scarlet and Sugar and Plastique. Raja says that they should have taken more time to find the right diva, but bitch, weren't you the team leader? Yeah, that's the thing that I didn't understand was like, I, Honey should not have thrown her own herself under the bus like raja was the leader um granted like it was a group decision but the final decision rests on the leader i agree i mean so i don't know why it was it was the, the like the impetus was on honey to put forth the best option yes when it was actually raja who should have been taking the wheel and doing mm-hmm. that yeah i mean it was I, I hate referencing this show because of who it is, but like it's like The Apprentice. Like when you have, you go into the um, the room and talk with that Trump person, um, and he says who you should fire. You tell you throw someone else under that motherfucking bus. You don't want to get fired. Yeah, and I mean like even even not even throwing someone else under the bus per se. If because they all equally did terrible, so it's kind of hard to be like, oh well, she didn't know her lines when like you didn't know your lines either. Uh, but don't throw yourself no, under the bus. Not at all. Don't volunteer your name as like I'm taking responsibility. Like I thought that was Honey's biggest mistake in the yeah. episode. Well, for the first time in Drag Race history, all the bottom girls are going to lip sync for their lives. What? Michelle is in so much shock, and Mercedes is so happy she's safe. Um, how the hell were they going to do this? The stage manager is probably freaking out. Yeah. And, like, the director is like, how many cameras do you expect us to have right now? Um, so the song is Waiting for Tonight by J-Lo, and it's an all-out war. Are you, are you familiar with that J-Lo track? Oh, is a Latina familiar with Jennifer Lopez, only the queen of Puerto Rico? (laughs) No, obviously I don't know. Obviously. (laughs) Um, so we get a lot of split screen um, moments, and this is just the only way we can watch this lip sync possible. Um, Scarlet does a hair reveal. Um, Akira and Plastique toss themselves onto the ground. Honey does a death drop of sorts off the stage, and Rue just doesn't seem to like it. It doesn't have the same effect that a Kennedy Davenport um, leap does. Um, Raja just didn't know the words and the two times it cut to her, but Rue has made her decisions. Yeah, I it was all around just messy. It was a mess. Um part like for a lot of reasons and you know every I think everyone did the best with the situation they were presented mm-hmm. with. Um but then so watching it the first time last night, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, like I don't understand how Rue came to this decision." But then rewatching it today, I kind of feel like, okay, I can see how Honey was a little bit all over the place for this. Um, and which is, which is like a, the weirdest, most awful thing to say, knowing how amazing of a performer that yeah. she is, that like it kind of, she got shafted on something she's great at. Mm-hmm. Well, Plastic is safe. Raj is safe. Scarlet is safe. Akira is safe. Sugar is safe. And Honey is Limited and My Heart Breaks. Yeah. But we have a question from DJ Gingy. Um, DJ Gingy wants to know, did you expect all the girls would be up for the lip sync? Do you feel like more like more of them should have gone home? And did you think someone else should have been eliminated instead? 
Um, I mean, I think we all heard my answer. Like, I, Raja needs to go. That was, everything she did in this episode was piss poor. Yeah, I thought if anyone deserved to go home tonight, it was Raja. Because she failed on both the challenge and very much the look. Like, Honey got an okay response. Some of the judges really liked her look. Um, So I thought at at the very least, her saving grace would be like, she turned a look. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's what I thought too. Whereas Raja was equally terrible in the challenge and equally terribly critiqued. So... That's kind of like, I, and she was the team leader, Correct. so it was kind of like, I don't understand. Um, I could have seen them sending two people home. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought for sure. Because they based, they were talking about how uh, Raja and Honey were a package deal the entire time. Yeah. I thought if you're going to do Honey, you should have thrown Raja out as well. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it, it, if you're going to base it off of like, hey, the music portion was the worst part of it. And you're both kind of taking responsibility as, like, leading. Yeah. You both should have gone home. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Untucked a little bit. Um, Silky already starts complaining that she didn't win because she didn't get to do Whitney and was stuck with Britney. And this is going to be a theme for this entire moment. But the girls celebrate Dad. And her dad is apparently Nina West. Didn't know that's the name she wants to be called. Um, I mean, I get called Daddy sometimes, and I'm at the point of, okay, fine, I'm used to it. Well, um, Ariel is happy to be called out positively by Rue. Silky was hesitant for many reasons because she was born and raised in the church and felt that it was conflicting to um, put Brittany in this godlike position. She picked Whitney because she was a woman of God. Yeah, this whole argument, I was kind of listening to it like, what the fuck kind of mental gymnastics are you doing right now to I am justify convinced any time, depending on what the, the situation calls for, anytime there's an untucked, Evie will be in it because she's going to call out every motherfucking bitch. She calls Silky out and says that they, uh, they only had to convert people to like Britney and says she didn't get to she didn't give her all because it wasn't about Whitney. And Silky is just cueing those fire fireworks because now the two of them are at odds. Which I don't understand any of it. Like you're your team one, you're completely safe. I don't yeah. understand why you Which you're... is what Nina says later on. I mean Nina pipes up and says asks um, says she asked each person um, who they wanted to do, and we get an untucked exclusive. Um, and we see Silky um, threw the entire team under the bus because she didn't want to do Brittany. Which, I mean, I as far as the whole, like, oh, you threw me under the bus, I didn't really, like, Rue asked, like, is every, does everyone want to do Brittany? And she said, kind of, no. Um, it wasn't like, a, oh, well, they're forcing me. Like, it, it didn't come off to me as, like, the typical kind of, well, I'm throwing everyone under the bus. It was kind of just like her dissenting to Rue. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a whole as bad, I thought, as they were making it seem. Well, Silky needed to have her ganja moment because she feels very attacked. Um, Ariel tries to speak for Silky about not being confident in this week, and Evie comes for Silky by apparently putting words and um, putting words in her mouth. Silky gets up and proves that she was ready to lip sync, leading to the best moment of Untucked. Silky ripping off her costume and saying, I was motherfucking ready. And Evie then retorting, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Which I, this is why, like, part of the reason, like, I'm so in love with Evie right now. It's like, you are 
you are the realest bitch and you're doing amazing things with drag and you're keeping it real as fuck. It was so good. It was such a great moment. Um, Evie thinks Silky is making excuses for her bad performance. And then outside, Brooklyn and Evie sit in the sun and Evie is pissed that people just can't own their shit in general. Yeah. Which, I, I don't even understand... Like, Silky didn't even do poorly. No. Uh, I think she was just more annoyed because... People can't own their shit. Well, because she, people can't own their shit, but also because... I guess she felt like she could have stolen more of the spotlight with Whitney. So Fair. she was pissed about that mm-hmm. in terms of, like, now she's at a disadvantage because everyone else likes Britney. Well, Evie also knows that they're all going to have shit to say when the show airs, but... Come up to her and talk to her about it. Like yeah. Like a real human being. I mean, that's very, like, kind of how I am, too, as, like, I talk shit to everyone with everyone, but it's, like, we're all fucking, we can all kiki, we can all have, like, I would talk shit to you right directly to your face, uh, which is why I was so good at the reading challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's never in, like... Like, you gotta just be able to talk shit to people's faces. Like, own your shit. If you're gonna be that bitch, be that bitch and never not be. Yeah, well, Nina is kind of, like, sad because she just wants to soak up the wind instead of tearing each one down. So she starts to do a Vanjie impression, and it's kind of funny. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, she... she, Because she sounded just like her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In another Untucked exclusive, Rue tells the bottom girls that they should all prepare to lip sync for their life. Girl... Um, the bottoms come back and none of them are happy and the tops are shocked when they learn the news. And that's very much like my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same. Um, Raja gets emotional and it's expected to be where they are. Um, Akira doesn't have a sob story to give or excuses like Plastique and her lack of pop culture knowledge. Honey breaks down backstage and it's really hard for me to watch. Nina pumps her up, but Honey just needs to listen to the track. The girls conjecture if they think more than two girls can lip sync and think... They want to expect the unexpected, because who the hell knows what's going to happen. And then Troy Sivan comes backstage, and the girls just want to talk to him and get googly-eyed. Um, and he it comes back, and of course we get the confessional from the girl who knows nothing about pop culture that she's going to wet her pants. I mean, isn't that kind of just gay culture? Oh my god, it's a, it's a light twink. I'm so wet right now. And like... At me next time, Adami. <laughs> um, Troy is geeking out about the looks and admits he saw the girls through the two-way mirror and he saw Naked Evie. Do you think they've actually exchanged numbers? No. No? <laughs> no. That was, it was... At least he's a sport about it. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, you're going to be you're gonna be funny about it. Yeah. It's like... Um, the girls ask him about like how he prepares for new venues and new shows. And Troy basically says he fakes it until he makes it. And I kind of appreciate that. Um, Guillermo comes back and Silky intercepts him like she has done in the past and here we go again it's another Silky show um, and we learn that Guillermo has done drag before and mm-hmm. if he would be a drag queen it would be just kidding oh yeah that's right I was like wait is that yeah you're right <laughs> and then Troy who is Jewish I didn't know that did you know that I, didn't I did know not that. I knew um, he was in um, X-Men Wolverine Origins <laughs> there you go well, no, um, Troy would be Menorah Jones. 
Which is cute. It took me a second to even realize, like, what are you going for? I was Remember like, Nora Jones? Yes, no, I got it, like, Don't after. Don't know why. <laughs> well, the, even though this fun is happening, the bottom girls are still feeling shook. And in the end, it's Honey who is eliminated. She comes off stage, falls to the ground, and has a little breakdown. And the PA is one of those people who just, like, can't handle other people's emotions. You know those people, right? I mean, I don't even know if that was like her not handling, or if they were the they were just behind the scenes, like no, let, let let's get no, this footage. No, I think she didn't know what to do. It was a very seraphim moment. <laughs> um, Honey shakes her way into the workroom, like she's literally shaking as she is walking into this workroom as she's about to pack. Yeah, I mean, on like the of the two like super emotional kind of untucked behind the scene elimination that I remember. Uh, or, like, Valentina, which everyone was, like... You know, everyone sucks Valentina's dick. Like, no mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, and then Honey now, which, like, obviously I felt more genuine emotion from Honey. And I was actually, like, wow, this is really even getting me emotional watching, like, you break down behind, yeah, behind was, the scenes. Yeah, it was hard. Well, she walks away out of the workroom with two bags. And it's bye-bye to Honey. Yeah, that was a big-ass bag. <laughs> it was a big-ass bag. Well, I got some burning questions for you. For me? For is that not just the gonorrhea? Um, no, it's <laughs> not. Um, first question. What is Honey's next move as a newfound drag race queen? You're asking me? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you've seen the girls come, from, come and go from New York. What does she do next? I don't know. I'm not on the show. I don't even know what I would do next. Right. I'd be like, I'm going to go around to every fucking bar and be like, I'm on Drag Race. You need to give me shows. And st- Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I do know that Honey is uh, releasing more songs, so she's got yes. an EP coming out. So would, would you put it out on an album? Oh, absolutely. It, it would, would be, be awful. It would be awful. W- would it be Megami Does Liza? That would be my second album. Oh, okay, okay. Be like Megami at the Palace, where <laughs> I'm just... Megami, Megami, Megami. Yes, Megami with a G. There uh, you go. Uh, it'd just be a redoing of... No, it would just actually be the Liza with a Z soundtrack, which I would lip sync to and then re-release with my name on it. There you go, there you Cause go. Because I'm not singing. <laughs> not yet. Um, are you excited for New York as a guest judge? Oh, I love... I mean, besides it being my hometown, obviously, I love Tiffany Pollard, Miss New York herself. Ever since I was, like, in high school watching the original two seasons of Flavor of Love, Mm -hmm. which I will fight you. You can find me on Instagram at MegamiNYC. Come and slip into my DMs and fight me about this. But the first two seasons, well, the only two seasons of Flavor of Love are, like, the greatest reality TV that have ever been fucking put to film. Wow. Okay. It, especially season two, the first episode is like drama in every single shot, uh, and such good trash. So basically what you're saying is you're so inspired that after you're on Drag Race, you want Megami of love? Absolutely. Like, that's just, just fix my love life. Just find me a bunch of cubs that I can like date. (laughs) Well, there you go. Um, how much more of this Brooklyn Vanjie romance are we going to see? Oh, you know they're going to milk the shit out of it. They probably are going to, like, kiss one or two more times, but they're going to make a whole, like, epic novel out of... Do you think the producers would ever be so cruel and be like, you know what, we know what's going on. You're both the bottoms just to have good TV. 
I mean, that would be good. TV. Yeah, it would be good. Good TV. That would be good. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily want either one of them, but to be eliminated at this point. Um, but I, I would hope Miss Vanjie would send Brooklyn home. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, in in that realm, who has what it takes to win? I obviously I love me some sugar cane. Uh, hashtag Team Sugar. I'm rooting for you, girl. Um, but if it wasn't, you know, one of the New York girls, like I love Miss Vanjie. I am enjoying everything she's doing so far. So I would not be mad if she took it. Um, and then Evie. I I would be like so thrilled if someone like Evie could take that crown and really be like, I am different, and this is what I'm doing, and you know. Fuck the pageant queens and all the look queens yeah. and all that. Who's in danger? Um, Akasha, Aquaria, Akasha. whatever her name is. I don't know. Akiria? Ariana. Uh, Ariana. <laughs> Mercedes is obviously, like, you in danger, girl, because the spirits are coming for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raja. The, the, oh, yeah. the filler queens. Yeah, the filler queens. Well... Where can we find you on social media? You mentioned already, but tell the kids again. <laughs> yes, come and fight me at Megami NYC uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, most importantly, Venmo. And I'll spell it out because, you know, it's fucking complicated. It's M-E-G-A-M-I-N-Y-C. Uh, so, yeah, go go follow me on everything. And visit her at Mom's on Thursday nights to watch Drag Race. Yeah, come visit me at Mom's, watch Drag Race with me. Um, I do monthly shit, uh, at other places. I don't know. Go follow me and I'll, I post all my, my gigs. There you go. Megami, this was a pleasure. Well, it's it's always a pleasure to have me. Thank you for being (laughs) here. A huge thanks to Megami for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.